All righty. Thanks, everyone. So we're going to move on now into our mission segment. So I'd like to welcome Candy. Thanks, Vicky. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our final Mission Sunday for the year, which is crazy because the year's just flown and feels like we've done lots of these. We have, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, first and foremost, I just want to thank um, our team. Um, they've been amazingly committed to... Um, <laughs> not just doing on the day, but coming together, discussing what missions looks like, what's the heart of God behind missions. And um, we've welcomed some new people onto our team this year, which has been amazing. So I just want to thank you guys for your beautiful hearts um, to see the gospel spread across across the earth. It's amazing. Um, we have been supporting um, three main missions this year. I'm just going to give a bit of a... a wrap up. Um, so Steve and Sally McCracken, obviously great friends of our church, great friends of ours, of Pastor Gary and Jane, um, who have spoken so much life uh, into, into our family. Um, so we're going to be hearing from Pastor Steve today via video, which is really exciting. Um, also ACCI, we did a, a Mission Sunday um a little while ago on ACCI and just um, helped everyone to understand what they do and how we can support them um, and how we can be connected with them. So that's um, a really, really important mission that we've been uh, supporting. And also Bridges for Peace, uh, which is another really important uh, mission that we've been supporting. We've been learning so much through Joe about the Jewish culture and how that does impact us as Christians. So that's been really exciting. Um, and also just on kind of a side note, we've been, well, <laughs> I say that, I don't hear, hear me when I say side note, um, our community pantry, which has been such an amazing thing to support through missions. Um, I personally have been um, so excited to help support the community pantry. Lisa has, she's just, she's, there's no words for that lady. Um, she's amazing. She's done so much. There's a massive team behind her that give so much time and effort into uh, running this pantry and it is impacting our community in a massive, massive way. So we just thank God um, for Lisa and the team and everything that, that they've been doing. Um, We've been so, so fortunate to be able to financially support these, these missions. Um, our donations for our sausage sizzle today will go towards Steve and Sally um, in helping support their ministry. Um, I'm starving. I can smell those sausages and I'm just like, get me out there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so today we're going to be focusing on Steve and Sally, um, but also we've got some people um, within our congregation that have been on mission trips. And it's been surprising as we've been uncovering and discovering these people um, where different people have gone. And so we just wanted to find out, okay, what what prompted them to, to go on a missions trip? What was the heart that kind of got them taking that step of faith, going where God has asked them to go? So we're going to hear from some of those people as well. 
So um, I'm going to invite Vicky back up. She's going to lead that kind of interview um, process. And so, yeah, open your hearts to really hear the message from God through what these people are going to share. Okay. Now, um, a couple of people have already done their sheets. Can you come out and stand at the front um, so we can see what we mean? Oh, that one's mine, Joe. I'll hold that one. Thank you. So what I want is I want if you have done anything overseas, it might be a two-week mission, it might be that you've served for a year or, or many years, would you mind coming out the front, going to that table or that table, writing on a piece of paper the country that you've been to and just coming and stand with us. <laughs> Here's one we prepared earlier. <laughs> now just pull your sheet off the heap, um, people, because it's probably going to go through. Thanks, David. Now, um, Ryan, you can join us. Now, if you're a guest with us today and you've done something, feel free to come and join us. We'd love that. We can um, actually got a couple of um, extras that couldn't make it today. Damien might just flash them up on the screen if you can find it. There's a station over this side as well, so a couple of people can come and write their countries over this side. <coughs> Look at this. This is exciting. Who knew that all these people were just quietly in our congregation? Um, I know that there's others that um, there's a couple up the top there that the people at the facing this way won't see. Um, Chris Saint is also one that we were, she's done a heap of stuff and she's not well today so she couldn't make it. So we've got Papua New Guinea, we've got Samoa, Solomons, Thailand, Brazil, Hong Kong, PNG, Philippines, Philippines again, USA, Sri Lanka, Israel, Cambodia, Scotland, China, New Zealand, Queensland. Oh, yes, I should mention if you've done something as an outreach within Australia, like if you've gone up to Alice Springs and done something like that, come and join us. Um... South Australia, MOD, what's that? Men of Destiny. Men of Destiny, okay. Philippines, Uganda, Scotland, Papua New Guinea again. Okay, I love the amount of um, Australians that God seems to focus on countries for Australia. Uganda's one and Papua New Guinea, lots and lots of Australians seem to go there. Yes, that's true. Yes, in fact, look. So many of our great ministries in Australia have been birthed in New Zealand. It's, it's true. Now what I want to do, including Stephen Sully, that's right, what I want to do is I want to ask you people a few questions because what I want to explore is how does God call us? How does God begin to say, um, no, go and do something like this? I mean, you might look at these people and go, I don't think I could ever do something like that, but, well... I did it, and I didn't ever think that we could either. We were um, fairly newly married with two little kids. Um, and for us it was um, we heard somebody speak um, about their trip 
at a special church service, he came and shared his journey and it just wouldn't go away. And I kept thinking about it and thinking about it and then, you know, um, half of the room will understand this. When you're pregnant and then everywhere you look, everyone looks like you see pregnant people everywhere. And for the other half of the room, if you buy a new car and you see... (laughs) and you see a certain type of car, then everywhere you look, you see that sort of car. (laughs) Um, So that was one of the things that happened to me. Like everywhere I looked, it was about, it was with YWAM and it was YWAM this, YWAM that. Um, Let's just squeeze up a little bit in the middle because Naomi's just taking a photo and I'd love a photo of everybody. See if we can get everyone in. Or even you might have to scan us with a video. No, you good? Anyway, would anyone, does anyone like to just, um, in the front here, like to just share a little bit of how God spoke to you? What was the first thing that happened? How does God speak? You're, you're closer. Thanks, Lynn. Um, for me, I'd never really thought of going anywhere. Um, but being a believer, I believe we had to go wherever the Lord leads, as we were singing earlier. Um, and so I went to a meeting one night and the speaker was saying, who wants to do the very utmost of whatever God's called you to, to do? And I went out and he just said, God's going to drop a country on your heart and you're going to go on a short-term mission. So I knew straight away it was the Philippines. So I went and told the, um, spoke to the apostle of the movement I was in, and I didn't tell him the country, but he said, then I can see you in the Philippines. <laughs> so um, off I went <laughs> on a missions train with the Asian Outreach the first two times, and someone prophesied over me, you're going to bring teams, and I'm thinking, no way. I'm not doing that, but sure enough, I ended up taking teams into the Philippines for years and really enjoyed it, and it was great to do what the Lord asked you to do. Why was it initially, thanks, Lynn, why was it initially that you thought, no way, I'm not going to do that? Um, It's fairly uncomfortable sometimes in countries where you haven't been before, and we went the first time way up in the mountains in a very remote area, and um, our sleeping conditions were pretty bad and <laughs> our eating conditions were very bad um, compared to what we're used to. And I'm fairly fussy, I suppose. <laughs> and even my kids said, Mum, I can't believe you're going to do this. Must be God. They said, you fall, you know, you freak out at the slightest thing and there we are walking through markets with dead chooks and <laughs> all kinds of things. And, you know, God just gave me the ability to do it and we love the people and that was the main reason. Mm. We just love the people there and we got a, developed a real relationship with some of the pastors there and some of the people and, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. So a few things there. <laughs> Initially a word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit followed up by um, God's grace enabling Lynn and then the love of the Father for the people. Thanks, Daphne. I've even got a piece of paper. Have we got that world map, Damien? Oh, yes. The world map is back your world map. Yeah. 
you know how some families have a particular interest in, say, perhaps sport? Uncle so-and-so was Bathurst a thousand, two years in a row, and auntie was in the pit crew, and dad came close to winning four times but crashed or had engine troubles, and your siblings all went to stock cars or go-karts, and your life just revolved around sport. Well, petrolhead sport. <laughs> anyway... That was the kind of environment that I sort of grew up in, but our whole family was involved with overseas mission. I had three aunties and an uncle and their families in the full-time mission overseas in Ethiopia, Eritrea, Sudan and the Solomon Islands. So at Christmas time, every three or four years, they would come home on furlough and I'd have to get out of my bed and, and we'd shuffle into the house and, and have them living with us and all those sorts of things. I grew up with the excitement of other people coming and staying on deputation or furlough from various other mission organisations because my parents were so interested in it. And a church life involved um, supporting their overseas missions work we sent parcels, the youth group planted, weeded, harvested, and sold potatoes year after year. And all that money went along with the market tables to missions. Our family took turns at writing to missionaries, and we sent birthday cards and gifts. I was part of a rope holders group when I was in Sunday school, as it was called in those days concentrating on Tripura and Bangladesh. And we made things and we sent things and we were involved in their lives. My mum and dad financially and practically supported missionaries and dedicated years of service to them. My oldest brother and his wife spent years in the, in, with World Vision. Our youth group leader went to Papua New Guinea and when they came back we were so excited and then they went over again and we kept up that great contact. And so I grew up in an environment reading magazines about Christians, and dreaming of going overseas myself. After Stu and I were married, God called us through an advertisement to Papua New Guinea in a mission magazine. And we spent just under nine years there on different occasions in and out of that culture. And from 2012 to 2014, I was part of taking senior school students on mission trips to Samoa, and two to the Solomon Islands. And so I, in turn, was fostering an interest in overseas mission work with the next generation. I want to encourage all of you to follow your dreams, follow your calling and be a blessing. Maybe you're able to go. Maybe you can financially support. Maybe you can pray regularly for missions, whether it's either local, interstate, or overseas. Thank you, Daphne. Thanks, that's excellent. So it's a real culture thing, real, um, it was just the environment and the culture. Um, who else would like to just talk about how God was, I didn't know that was like don't ask me or ask me. <laughs> Mainly because I'm probably different to most of these yeah, people. That'd be great. <laughs> um, I have two catchphrases. One, I don't do mornings. <laughs> 
And I have a magnet on my fridge with a polar bear saying, I don't do mornings. And my other catchphrase was, I don't do missions. <laughs> and um, I'll support a missionary, I'll send a package to a missionary, but don't ever ask me to be a missionary or do mission because that was not me. And sitting in church back in about 19, oh, about 2000, we had a group come and share about China. I could barely sit in my seat and I just kept saying to Steve, I have to go. I have to go to China. And he's just like, you lost it? <laughs> After the service had finished, I was saying to friends who knew my catch cry was I don't do missions, I've got to go. I've got to go to China. I've, I've got to do this. And a few months later, I went to China. And um, it was a mercy trip up into the northwest of China, up where the Silk Road comes in. So it's a very heavily Muslim area. And we actually went to an orphanage and spent our time working with orphans. Um, did it do something in me that made me want to go back? No, definitely. It messed me up big time. But it gave me an insight into what and how important it is to have people that have got that mission calling on their life to actually go out and to have people at home supporting them. That was probably my biggest lesson in all of that, that, yeah, I don't do mission, but other people do, and my role is to support them in that, and that's just as important as them going, because if yeah. we don't support them, they can't go. Excellent. Thank you, Gina. Has anyone else got a slightly different slant, maybe something that hasn't been covered just yet? We've just having to, we've only got about five minutes left, so we'll just keep it a little bit I'll brief. Be quick. Psalm 37, verse 4. I think that's right. Yep, 37, verse 4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. For me, um, similar to Daphne, I grew up in a Christian home where missions was an emphasis. My mum and dad never went overseas, but my dad was the secretary and the treasurer for the local missions association for 27 years. And my mother was a prayer warrior. So missions for me became a natural progression. At 13, I gave my life to the Lord. And at 13, my dad took me to a missionary prayer meeting. And there was an MAF pilot from Papua New Guinea speaking. And he made an impact. I have no idea what he spoke about. <laughs> Cannot remember for the life of me. But he made an impact. And PNG has been a country that's been on my heart ever since. At 13, I gave my heart to the Lord. I decided way back when I was about four or five, I decided I wanted to be a builder. And um, at 13, I decided I wanted to be a missionary builder. And that was a decision that I made, but it was a desire that God placed in my heart. And from that point on, I visited Papua New Guinea five times. Four of those times on missions to speak to other people, to build things, to do things. And one of those times was in paid employment where the Lord spoke to me. And the two years that we spent on Bougainville were the most um, rewarding spiritual times in my life. And, um, you know, when you dance on the beach with 600 national people and you can feel the beach pulsating underneath your feet, you realise that something's going on, you know. Something's fresh here, something's new, something's different. And that was an amazing thing. So, you know, I say again, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So the big thing here for me was to pray 
what is your desire, Lord, for me? So that it can become a desire in my heart. And, and I've loved it. I've absolutely loved it. I have learned so much from national people, from others serving. It just, it just is so rewarding to do something that God calls you to do. Thank you, Stu. It's awesome. All right, so just one, one more. I think this will be our last. And then we've got our video coming up. So thanks, Joe. Okay, so I think a lot of you have already heard my story. If you want to hear it again, you can look on our um, YouTube. I think it's about a year ago I shared about I Like Peter and a lot of my stories. But for me, it was, you know, just, again, someone coming along to church and there was one little comment that struck my heart and it wouldn't go away. And any time anyone spoke about Israel, it just got stronger and stronger, this desire until I had to go. And God just provided all the way. But what I want to actually touch on is something that happened while I was over there because God just doesn't provide you the way to get there. He provides while you're there as well. And it was a couple months into my year trip of Israel um, and I was homesick, I was tired from full-time work, I was just in a spot where I'm like, I cannot do this, God. And so I was sitting outside, nighttime at the balcony, overlooking the hills with my worship music on, just on Spotify, on um, random playlist. And this new song I'd never heard came on and it said, you took a stone to kill a giant, you took a staff to part the sea. Only you could do so much with ordinary things. And it went on to say, I wonder what you could do with me. It was just what I needed to hear. And I knew in that moment that God was like, I got you. I brought you here. I got you. You've got this. I've got you. You don't have to be the strongest because his power is made strongest in our weakness. And in that moment, it was just that trust in God to take me through for that trip. And I know without a doubt that that was him all the way through. Because what does it say um, when Jesus left the disciples? He said, go into Jerusalem, go make disciples in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all of the world, and I will be with you even to the end of the age. So if you have ever wanted to, ever considered, ever had that tiny little throwaway thought of, oh, maybe I could do that. Ask God about it. Trust him, believe him, and see where he will take you. Thanks, Thanks Joe. Well, that's awesome, everybody. Thank you so much. What treasure we have. Just hold your pages up one last time. Look at all those countries. It's amazing. And look, let's ask the Lord. Thank you, everybody. Let's just love those stories. Go and pick these people's brains for some. Look, half of the, most of them didn't even say anything, and I know there's some really amazing stories still to be told. So go and pick their brains. Okay, thanks, Damien. We're going to. Um,
hear from Pastor Stephen, Sally McCracken. Well, good morning, church. It's such a joy and privilege for Sally and I to be with you on this day. And we want to start by just really honoring Pastor Gary and Pastor Jane. I reckon it was probably 2006 when I first met Pastor Gary and we instantly connected. We started on a journey as friends then and it was May 2008. May 2000, that's 14 years ago that we started wow. journeying with you as a church. And back then you were called the Hills New Life Center and you started to walk with us. We started to walk with you as together we wanted to see the kingdom of God just established and extended in Mount Barker. And then you became an infused church and now you're on this incredible journey of Very becoming cool. Revival City Church. What a profound prophetic declaration of what God is doing. So we want to start right up front and say thank you yeah. for partnering with us. Some of you know who we are, some of you don't. So, hey, let's just take a couple of moments to share a bit about who we are and what we do. Yes. So if you don't know, Steve and Sally, um, <laughs> we're part of David McCracken Ministries, which was founded by Steve's dad, David McCracken, who is a renowned prophet around the world. And so David McCracken Ministries is David and Margaret and myself and Steve. Mm -hmm. And we are a prophetic ministry which empowers the church. So as part of the fivefold ministry, um, we do a lot of traveling around, prophetic teaching and preaching, developing prophetic resources, pastoring, mentoring, yep. leaders, discipling people, um, and anything else God calls us to do along the way. That's it. And uh, hopefully not cause too much trouble along the way, but we have a bit of fun with your pastors and, and with you as a church. Isn't it great that God is a God of fun and joy? But He's also a God of steps. And we've been asked, how did you get started on this faith journey of traveling and itinerant ministry? And that's a great question. So I want to share just a moment, Sally, share as we together look at how God calls us into things. Well, for me, it was 2006. I was a full-time pastor at a church and uh, through different circumstances, there was um, some financial challenges in the church and we needed to go from five days a week full time down to three days a week. And so I thought maybe dad might be able to give me something to do for a couple of days a week before we went back full time as a pastor. That was the plan. We went around there. We sat down. It was in August, uh, four o'clock in the afternoon. This is how specific yep. 2006 sat down. And before I even was able to tell dad what was going on, he said, can I share something? I said, of course. He said, this is what he said, you're my natural son, but you're called to be my spiritual son. You're my Elisha and you're called to be a prophet to the nations. I'm throwing out my mantle. You have to pick it up now and yeah. come and follow me. I'm telling you right now, that was not on my plans. That was not on your not plans. Not on my plans. Not either. on your plans. But instantly there was a leaping in my spirit. You know, like Elizabeth when Mary came and, and something leapt in her spirit when she realized that this is the mother of the Savior here and a uh, very different situation, but still there's that leaping. Sometimes you just know that God's doing something. Nothing makes sense. You've got lots of questions, but I knew that I knew. So in that moment, I said yes. And that was in 2006. And as I say, the rest is history. So that's where my journey of faith in this measure started? My journey was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, I was probably living a prophetic life for quite a while, but while Steve was traveling and ministering as a prophet, I was actually running a not-for-profit organization from 2004 
till 2018 mm -hmm. and I felt the whisper of God to say mm -hmm. time to close this down and I didn't actually know why. I'd done a bit of travel and ministry with Steve here and there over the years but definitely not full time. Also as part of that um, we have two daughters so part yep. of that was me being home looking after the family and the household. And uh, when the Lord whispered to me to close that down, not long after that, he said time to join Steve and David McCracken Ministries so full good. time. I didn't realise at that time how much the prophetic <laughs> would kick in. Uh, it's the kind of thing that the more I hung around with it, the yep. more prophetic I became. Yes. So the more time I spent with David and Steve, the more time I spent developing resources, reading about it, writing about it. Um, the prophetic just started overflowing. So a different journey, but mm. it's a good encouragement to people that often our journeys um, in our calling, in yes. our life, what yes. God's asking us to do can be very different. So good not to compare, but also just to listen. I think for both of yeah. us, it was the little whispers. That's it. That's it. Um, that father was saying that we really just stepped out in faith, not knowing what it would look like, not knowing how it would end up. And yeah, this is where God has brought us at this time. And I want to encourage you on that note that Sally just said, that that small whisper. Some of you even right now, you've had that whisper. You've had that, you know that God has whispered something. It might be on doing something, going somewhere, giving something, encouraging someone. It might be small. It might be a big, it might be a whole life change. Quit this and start this. Whatever it is, if there is a whisper and your heart is towards God and you're living in his word and you're living even under the protection of your spiritual oversight, then I want to encourage you, take the step of faith. Don't go, but I don't know where it's going to go. Sally didn't know where it's going to go. My goodness, I didn't know where it's going to go. And God said to me some time ago, you don't have to work it out. Yeah. Just walk it out. Come on, trust the God of the whisper to show you the path where to go. And hey, on this journey, we've been so blessed to be able to speak into many churches, many denominations, many yeah. nations of the world. We've had the privilege of, you know, speaking in different countries, Russia and and uh, uh, Africa and Cambodia. But even over recent times, uh, this year, I had the privilege of going to Indonesia for the first time. Yes. First time out in two and a half years <laughs> after lockdown. They let you out. First country <laughs> um, was a new country. And again, for some of you, there's new things that God wants to do in this season. Even in this season, yeah. don't miss the prophetic nature of Revival City Church this new season. Yes. There are new things. There are new things that God wants to do. And yeah. Indonesia was new, and it was an incredible time of ministry. Yeah. Praise God. We even saw someone healed of cancer and fractured leg and uh, just incredible yeah. things. But the prophetic flowed, and, and we're... Yeah exceptionally blessed um new zealand going backwards and forwards is a frequent thing we do so and again cross-denominational people say where do you go we go anywhere where someone says will you come in and share father's heart yeah. and that's the beauty of it whether it be a large church whether it be a small group yeah. whether it be leadership whether it be youth whether it be overseas whether it be local so so that, that's our heart that's yeah. our passion to go wherever god that's wants great. us to go i think it'd be really good for you to share what the Lord spoke to you about where to go, where to speak into. Yeah, for sure. When I yeah. first started, the Lord said to me, go wherever I tell you to go, um, regardless of size, location or finance. Yeah. And so it's not measured by the numbers. Oh, yeah. wow, it'd be great to be on that stage. That doesn't Come on, Jesus spent time with the one all the yeah, time. Yeah. It's not about numbers. It's not about location. If it's on the, I've been to Russia to preach. I mean, that's that's that was a fair hike, and uh, but it's not about 
ease and comfort and distance, but yeah. nor is it about finances. And and even this is where your support of us, your sewing into us helps yes. us because sometimes we go to places where they are small, they don't have money. They we we we, we input into people often where there's no financial exchange and why because god has just told us to yeah. sow into them and this is what you empower and release yes. us to do which is awesome it and is. we do a lot of country churches mm. interstate um you know we just love we actually love seeing what god's doing in the body of christ so as you said regardless of denomination size and i think the exciting thing now is we're seeing god move more and more, Amen. the Holy Spirit is moving. Amen. We are seeing people touched by the power of God, mm. salvations. <laughs> We're seeing a lot of different healings, um, you know, and not just I've got a headache, as Steve said, yeah. you know, cancer, broken bones, arthritis, severe sore backs, frozen numerous shoulders. other things, frozen shoulders, you know, right there in the meeting, yeah. God is touching people by his power. Um, people are falling down under the power. Some meetings we've had recently, there's been a bit of Holy Spirit chaos, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. exciting. But God is reviving his church. Amen. And that's not from a meeting or from us. It's simply the Holy Spirit working in people's hearts and lives and doing that. And so, yeah, thank you so much for your support. A big so part good. of that just empowers us to do what we do, including both public, but a lot of that is is actually private. It's the mm, preparation, mm, it's time with the Lord. Um, and sometimes for us, it means not doing things so that we can do what God's called us to do. And I think that might be something for someone who's that's watching. Right. That's right. Sometimes it's about the not doing so that we can do what God's called us. And that was actually for me too, when I had to close something down. We don't always talk about so seasons of stopping things. Often in, in our faith environment, it's always more, more, more. But sometimes... God says, no, I need you to stop something mm -hmm. or change something or transition. Um, and this is really a, a season of transition for the body of Christ as we Amen. as we do everything. And so, yeah, thank you for blessing us and empowering Amen. us to do what we do, including a lot of writing, preparing prophetic resources for the body of Christ. Yeah, yeah. Just ministering wherever God has us to minister. And it frees us up to have you know, plenty of times where we have conversations on the phone or Zoom with Pastor Gary, with yep. with pastors from around the place that just want to talk and, and go on the journey and ask questions and learn and glean from each other. Yep. So, again, you're yep. sowing and empowers us to do that. We're not watching the clock and, ah, oh, yeah. I'm trying to. No, no, no. We just relax in what Father's called us to do. But, again, your giving helps that. And Sally mentioned a time of transition and the changes, and, again, it's, as a church, you're in this, and I said it before, don't miss it. I say it again, don't miss it. But for us, we're in a transitional time too, and looking ahead, God's opening up new nations, and yes. you're part of that, and your partnership with us. And um, We've got in the next year or two, we've got the UK really opening up to us. We've got America opening up to us, and next year we see ourselves being there in Thailand and Bangkok and, yep. and whatever else Father has for us. And so... That's the journey that we're on. That's the journey that you're on with yes. us. But we're also on with you, both locally there in yeah. Mount Barker with Pastor Gary, Pastor Jane, but also Pastor David and Pastor Donna right. and um, the wider body of Christ. So please stir your faith. Yes. God is doing good yeah. things. Don't let the... The things that you don't see get your attention. Let the things that you that God is doing get your attention because he's doing wonderful, wonderful things. Amen, amen. Um, and we'd love just to share some brief prayer requests yeah, with you right. um, as well as the financial support. I mean, prayer is just the biggest thing that 
that anyone can support us with. Um, health for the team would be a big one. Yeah. The team, particularly David and Margaret, yeah. have had some massive health challenges yeah. over the past 12 months, including David had quintuple bypass surgery and Margaret's had um, osteoporosis and seven compressed fractures in her back. So just full healing and um, ongoing health and strength for the whole team would be amazing just so that we can minister and do all that God's called us to do. And particularly just real clarity in everything we're hearing from God so that we're keeping in step with the spirit um, and just for whatever open doors Father really wants for this next season and that we are just... Um, hear and obey. That's that's really been David's call right from the start. Yeah, hear yeah, and obey, yeah. and that's our heart. Just hear what the Lord has to say, and go ahead and jump in and do it. Have faith. That's so good, so good. We are just grateful. I just feel the Holy Spirit just even continue to speak to me, and I just hear Him say to tell someone, "Go again, go again, go again." In other words, something that you felt stirred and maybe it's a prayer need that you've got. Maybe it's someone that's unsaved. Maybe it's a health challenge. And through not seeing what we know God wants to give, sometimes we can get weary. We can sort of step back. We can sort of just become a little bit complacent or just a little bit just weary from the journey. And I hear the Lord say, go again. Go again, go again, go again. You know, Naaman, just go again. Go. Don't stop dipping after dip number four or dip number five, but keep on going again to the seven, walking right. around uh, Jericho. Don't don't stop on day five or day six. And I and just hear Lord say, go again. Who knows? You might be yeah. just one more prayer, one more go again from your breakthrough. So, hey, we want to, again, just say thank, thank you. you so much. Pastor Gary, Pastor Jane, we love you guys. Yes. And there's so many just quality people yep. there at the church. And I was going to say Infused Church, but let's go Revival City Church. Amen. Whether you're already there or about to be there, yeah. praise God, hallelujah. But hey, let revival stir in your heart. Yes, yes. you individually in your heart because right. revival in the individual results in, a, in revival in the corporate which results in revival in your city. And really, ultimately, that's what we want God to do. Transform Mount Barker. Hallelujah. Yes. So thanks for partnering with us. We love you guys. Bless you guys. Can't wait to see you again real soon. Yeah. Bless you. Praise God. They are a great couple. We uh, really value their their voice in our, our world and their heart as well. So let's uh, let's just stand for a minute. And we're just going to pray for Steve and Sally, uh, pray for our lunch um, as well. Boy, do we need to pray over the lunch. I saw those guys cooking it. So <laughs> I mean that in all, all sincerity and love. That's cool. Father, we just pray for Steve and Sally right now. Father, we pray that uh, all of the fundraising that we do here today and on into the future is able to propel them into their God-given destiny and future, that they would be able to unlock situations and circumstances, regions and and absolutely uh, countries, nations would be unlocked to them as well by the Spirit of God moving in them and through them. We just thank you for the ability to partner together with them and keep them safe. We pray for David and Margaret to heal their bodies in the name of Jesus. We pray the same for Steve and Sally and their daughters. Lord, keep your hand upon them. Heal their bodies in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. And everybody said, Lord, we also pray for your grace upon the the lunch today. Just before everyone goes, don't don't everyone shoot off. Uh, We uh, pray for the lunch. It'd be a great time of fellowship around the lunch, but also that you'd bless the food to our bodies as well. So we thank you for that blessing.